Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. Amen. I want to just share the word of God with you tonight, what he's laid on my heart. I just want to talk to you uh, for a little bit about how to hear the voice of God. And I think that's something, church, that we could all uh, use a little bit of help on, just simply how to hear the voice of God. Pastor Manny, does God still speak today? Well, let me just go ahead and tell you right now the answer to that question is yes. The notion that would say that God is no longer speaking today, that he only speaks through his word, and of course we know he certainly speaks through his word, but the notion that says God does not speak today, that is simply not true. Our God is a speaking God. He spoke from Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3, and God said, he spoke from Genesis 1 all the way through the Bible to, the Re- to Revelation, where he spoke to the seven churches when he said, let, the, let those who have ears to hear, hear what the Spirit of the Lord is, what? Saying. So he's a speaking God. And I want to just help you tonight, uh, just learn a few ways, a few keys on how to hear the voice of God. So I want to ask you to go with me to John chapter 10. Beginning in verse 1, I'm going to read a few verses, and I believe that uh, this will sound familiar to you, speaking of the shepherd and the sheep. There's a song that we do right now that talks about the shepherd. That's, that's my favorite song, one of my favorite songs, but uh, I want to just draw some things out that I've never ministered on before, and I believe it will minister to you. Uh, I believe that it will. So with that said, let's begin reading John 10. Beginning in verse 1 and the following, I tell you the truth. Of course, these are the words in red, the words from Jesus. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd. There he is. Aren't you glad you have a shepherd tonight? The, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. We are his sheep, right? The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep, hear this, listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. Aren't you glad that he knows your name tonight? He knows your name. He calls you by name. That's how relational our God is. God is a relational God. God wants for you to know him in an intimate way. He knows you by name, and he wants you to know him intimately tonight he knows who you are the question is do you know who he is because he wants you to one way we get to know God is by simply understanding and hearing his voice let me keep reading here the watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice he calls his own sheep by name and watch this and he leads them out Before you and I can be led into what God has for us, we have to be led out from where we are. We have to be led out so that we can be led in. When when he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them. See, that really ministered to me, church. You got to know that God is going ahead of you. I don't know what you may be facing tonight, but what I do know is he's already gone ahead of you. He already knows what what is happening. He already knows what he's going to do right in the middle of the situation. Why? Because he goes ahead of us, church. And his sheep follow him because they, there it is, they know his voice. They know his voice. 
but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. How many know that there's other voices? I'm going to go ahead and just preach tonight for a little bit. There are other voices that are competing for you listening and hearing and adhering to the right voice, God's voice. I think this is a pertinent message for this time that we're living in church because there are so many other voices that are vying for our attention. So it's important that we understand the right voice because when you understand the right voice, when you're hearing from God's voice, when you're hearing from the Lord, you won't follow all of the other voices. You won't be entertained by all of the other voices that are out there. Let me skip down to verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it to the full. Or another translation says, abundantly. I've never seen this before, church. But when Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life. You and I would have life and have it to the full, the abundant life. I never connected what Jesus has said, what he was saying before John 10.10. What he was saying in John 10.1 through 5. The key to walking in the abundant life, the key to walking in all that God has already purposed and prepared for you and I, the key to really live life to the full, the life filled with the Lord's blessing, the life filled with the Lord's power and provision, just watching Him supernaturally move in your life, the key to all of that, church, if we really put it in context, the, the key to finding the, the life the full, full to the full It's by hearing the voice of God. Do you see that? The key to walking in the abundant life, we have to understand what Jesus was saying in the the first part of this chapter. It's, It's all about hearing his voice. Because church, the shepherd will lead you. One thing a good shepherd will do, he will lead and he will feed. The shepherd will lead you and I all the way to that place of blessing, to the abundant life. But how does the shepherd do it? By speaking. And he said, and my sheep know my voice. See, I don't believe God has a speaking problem. The problem, can I just be real on this Wednesday night? The problem is God does not have a speaking problem. Oftentimes we have, the church at large, we have a listening problem. And I want to help you with that tonight. God doesn't have a problem speaking. Oftentimes, we have a problem listening. Listening to his voice. I want to just show you the key to that, to listening to God's voice, to hearing God's voice. Well, I want to show you another thing that I think we can connect the dots here. Luke 8, verse 8. This is the tail end of the parable of the sower that Jesus taught. So you're going to see here in verse 8, he's finishing up the parable of the seed uh, of the sower, sowing the seed. So he said, Jesus still talking, Luke 8 and 8, he said, still other seed fell on what? Good soil. If you don't have a Bible, it's up there for you. We're trying to help a brother and a sister out all that we can. Still uh, on other, other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. 
When he had said this, he called out, watch this, here it is again. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Notice, he finishes that parable of the sower by saying these words. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. So what was he wanting for us to hear, his audience to hear? The importance of having a right heart. Because it's the right heart, church, that puts us in a position to hear from God. And when we're in a position to hear from God, church, we, are in a, in a, in a, we position ourselves to experience from God. The abundant life, all that God has for you and I, church, to walk in blessing in our marriage, in our family, in our finances, in our career, in our ministry. God, it, it, he, he, has, he wants for us to simply just be, have our heart in a position where we can listen to what he has to say. Because, church, if we'll just listen to what he has to say, that's when everything changes. One of the most asked questions from the people about their relationship with God is one of the most frequently asked questions is this. How do I hear the voice of God? How do I know, Pastor Manny, when it's God or when it's not or when it's the pizza that I had the night before? Come on. How do I know? Is it really God? Well, I believe, church, there's ways that we can know. There's, we can learn how to hear the voice of God. But I think it has to do with the condition of our heart. And I think that's what Jesus was getting at. He talked about four different soils. And this is where we kind of dive in to really see the importance of our heart being in a position to where we can hear God's voice. How many of you would like to hear God's voice on, on, on a regular basis? Come on. And when I say that, church, come on. You know what kind of church we are. If you, if you know somebody that is always saying, thus saith the Lord, I've got a word for you, I've got a word for you, I've got a word for you, let me encourage you. You need to run from that person. Because what I'm talking about tonight, church, this, I'm, I'm talking about hearing God for real. I'm talking about posturing ourselves in our heart and, and, and positioning ourselves and humbling ourselves so that we really can truly hear what God is saying. I can just tell you like this, church. I don't know it all, don't have it all, but I can tell you this. I'm only here tonight on staff of this, part of the staff of this church, part of this family. I'm only here tonight because I heard the voice of God that said, you need to come here and connect yourself with this family. Married Pastor Jerry and Miss Dina's daughter. You know how that all happened? I heard God, heard the voice of God. And it's, it works the same way, church. I'm talking about hearing God in our everyday life. Some of us are having some decisions we need to make. Some, some important decisions, right? We, we do. We have important decisions we, we make every day, whether that's financial, whether that's relational. Don't you want to hear God on that, on that so you'll know which way to go? Don't you want the shepherd leading you in that way? So that you can make good decisions, you can make the right decisions. We can, church, if we'll just listen. Do I date that person? Do I not date that person? Do I make that financial deal? Do I not make that financial deal? I'm, come on. Do I start that company or do I not start that company? It's, it just really comes down to hearing the voice of God. 
Now, I want to just show you in this parable, he talked about four different soils. And we know this is one of the few parables that Jesus actually explained what he was talking about. Because they didn't get it. What are you talking about? So Jesus broke it down and he explained exactly what he was teaching in this parable. And the first soil that he mentioned was the soil, he talked about the seed that fell on the path. And it was trampled by men, and watch this, and the birds came and ate it up. They didn't know what he was talking about. So he broke it down and he said, this is what I mean by the the seed, which is what? The word of God. You got to look at it like this. The word of God is seed. And the word of God, church, it's not just the word of God right here, the written word. It is also the spoken word of God. Because when Jesus was teaching this parable, there was no Bible to read. It was the spoken word that he was giving his disciples and he was wanting them to learn what it was like to what, what it meant, what he meant by having a right kind of heart so that he they so that the right heart produces, come on, the blessing of God because you're able to hear the voice of God. You're able to hear what he has to say, what he's doing, where he's leading you, where he's taking you. But when he said this one soil. It uh, felt the seed fell on this one particular soil that it says fell on the path and the birds came and ate it up. Then he went on to explain it. He said the birds, the birds that came, that's the enemy that comes. He breaks it down. I'm not going to go there for the sake of time. You can just let me help you out tonight. But he made mention of the first soil, the seed that fell on the soil, it fell on the pathway and the birds came and ate it up. Then he went on to explain that's the enemy. So what he was trying to teach us is that one, one condition, one soil, one condition of our heart can sometimes be polluted because the enemy comes. That's his number one job, church. The enemy comes to try to sow pollution into our heart. He tries to come and sow discord into our heart. And really, there's two different ways that this happens. Number one, the enemy comes, of course. That's the the devil. The birds come immediately. The enemy tries to come and, and rob and take from the word that is sown. But it also can be because of unconfessed sin. We can sometimes pollute our our, our heart with just unconfessed sin. Notice, we all sin. We all sin, but not not all of us confess our sin. Not all of us repent from our sin when we sin. So we have unrepented sin and what that does church. Now don't 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 check out on me. Don't feel bad cuz I want to help you tonight. We all have sin in our life. Yes, we do. But the good news is this. The the word of God says if we'll just simply confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. Come on. And what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We don't have to have a contaminated heart tonight as believers unless we just choose to. Unless we just choose to continue to live in that, in that, in that lifestyle of sin. And see, Charles, Charles Spurgeon, I found a quote from him. He said, if you are a child of God, you will never be happy in sin. It's called the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If there's no conviction when you sin, I would, I would go ahead and say you, you, you might want to check yourself before you're, you wreck yourself because if there's no conviction, if you are living in sin and there's no conviction in your heart, it could be that you're not saved. 
But the good news is this. You don't have to be concealed. You don't have to hide that sin and conceal that sin and even pet that sin. You don't have to do that. You can let the Lord cleanse you from that sin. And you know, that's really what church is for. It's so that we can come to know the love and the grace of God that he loves us that much that he wants church, you and I, to be cleansed from all unrighteousness. You know, we had a big rain on Monday. I mean, it was a gully washer, wasn't it? I mean, it just poured. It just came out of nowhere. Well, Cam and I have a pool in the backyard. Some of you have pools at home. And if you have a pool guy at home, God bless you. We love you. But at my house, at 2014 Millennium Junction in Sulphur, I am the pool guy. So it's my job to keep that pool looking good. And there's, there's, you treat the water. You put chemicals. You have to check the, you know, the pH and all of that because you got to have that water. you got to have all the chemicals just right. And I, you know, work on that thing. You have to clean, vacuum out the bottom and do it. So it's just so that the pool will look good. Well, at home we have a dark blue colored liner pool. Ours is a liner pool. So, man, when it's right, when that water is right, I mean, it literally, literally is crystal blue. It's awesome. But after Monday's heavy downpour, about 5.30, 5.45, right when I get home from work, thank you, Jesus, I look out into the backyard from the living room, and the rain is just, I mean, cats and dogs. And what I see, I look out over to the pool, and there was dirty water because the water was just had nowhere to go. It just come down that fast. I even put in French drains to help with the problem. And I haven't had this problem in a long time. You know, we had a pretty good rain last week. Didn't have any issues. But I guess the water was still, the ground was still a little saturated. Well, the, the, the point of the story is, I, with my own eyes, I saw the beautiful crystal blue pool start letting this, this muddy water just starts trickling in. Just, and it keeps trickling in and keeps trickling in from, uh, 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 on the deck into the pool from the, from the dirt and the grass. And I just saw what I saw with my eyes. That beautiful crystal blue pool, it started getting murky and dirty from one end. And it would just went all the way to the other side of the pool. And it took a little time, but eventually the whole pool had that muddy, murky look. That pool got contaminated with the dirt. And you know something, church? That happens in our lives, too, if we'll just be honest. But the good news is this. You know what I knew? I knew what, what, what was going to happen. The next day and the next day, I was going to do what I needed to do to clean that pool out. <laughs> I had to vacuum it out. I had to treat it with chemicals. It's still doing it. It's already getting back to the blue color. But church, the reason I share that with you is because that's what God wants to do for us. He doesn't want for us to have a polluted heart. He wants to clean that thing out and he will do that church if we'll just let him we don't have to let sin contaminate our hearts and lives and we don't have to let the enemy do it either you know something i want to i want to tell you this it really ministered to me the, oftentimes the way the enemy does it he doesn't come at you with a pitchfork and horns he comes to you through somebody else. I've heard this said and I've never forgot it. When God wants to bless you, 
He'll use people to do it. When the enemy wants to hurt you, he'll use people to do it. I want you to hear me tonight. We do not have to let the enemy contaminate our heart. How does he do it? He'll use people to do it. And here's what I want you to hear. We've all been there, church, where we've had people say things or do things. Listen to me. This comes from the heart of God tonight because I've learned this firsthand. That person who comes against us, it's never even about that person that's come against you. Do you want to know what it's really about? Because the enemy is behind it. It's not about that person at all. You want to know what it really is about? It's about the enemy trying to make an attempt to stop you from hearing from God. That's how, this, that's how he operates. Because he knows if he can get you to stop hearing from God, he's got you. And one of the ways he does that is he'll use people. It's not about that other person. Please hear that. It's just simply the enemy's attempt to keep you from hearing God. So what do we got to do real quickly for the sin in our life? I want to give you one of the most beautiful words in the Bible right now. Repentance. If there's sin in our life, I got good news. Repent. Confess your sin. Turn from it. That's what repent means. And the Bible says he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He sees you cleansed and made whole, perfect because of what he did for us on the cross. And all we have to do is acknowledge that and receive that. Now, what about when, when the enemy comes and uses people to come at us? What do we do? We got to forgive. I'm just helping you tonight to keep your heart from getting contaminated and polluted. How do we do that? When people come against us, forgive because that keeps our heart from getting contaminated. But then he goes on. And he shares another soil. He talks about the rocky ground. And he said that the seed, the word, come on, hearing God is what I'm talking about tonight. The word of God, the voice of God. He said when that seed is sown, when the word of God is sown, it falls on rocky ground. And they believe for a while after he broke it down, this is what he said it meant. But it has no root and it wilts when it's tested. You know what, that, that speaks of another condition of our heart sometimes. And it's this, it's the immature heart. The first one he talked about was the contaminated heart. This one with the rocky ground, it speaks of the immature heart. Come on, I'm talking, I'm talking to somebody tonight. Because it, ha- it falls on rocky ground, the word does. And they believe for a while, but it has no root. It has no root. And it wilts when it's tested. What that says, church, is there's people that sometimes will say, I'm saved and that's enough. I'm saved and that's enough. There's not real, not real much, not much roots to that, to that, not much depth to that. And church, I believe that what God is saying over us right now is that He has taken us deeper. He is wanting for our roots to go down deep in Him. He wants our heart to be in that condition to where we will have that kind of a heart. Not an immature heart, but a heart that allows the word of God to go deep. And there's roots to it. In other words, I think in that condition, what we have to understand is that we have to be willing to go deeper with God. See, we can't 
grow up until we grow up. We can't grow until we grow up. So what he was talking about here, church, is maturity. And I believe that's what God is saying. He's wanting to take us to a place of maturity. See, we can say, well, I've given God my heart, but you've never really allowed him the opportunity to change it. That comes with maturity. Maturity comes when we stop making excuses and we start making changes. Or we just say, God, I give you my heart, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I want for you to help me grow and mature. That's when we can watch God begin to move and we begin to hear his voice. I'll keep moving here tonight. Then there's another soil that he talks about. In this one, when he says that the seed or the word, our ability to hear God, the seed falls on what he says here, among thorns. What was he saying there? But it's choked out and by the cares of this world. I believe that shows us another kind of heart, a condition of a person's heart. And that is a distracted heart. And I think this speaks to me, it speaks to all of us tonight. If we're not careful, church, we can have a distracted heart. And you know what? It can even be, our distractions can even be with good things. And we can become distracted because it says there, the seed was sown among the thorns, but, but what they were choked out. The seed was choked out by the what? Cares of this world. What was he saying there? Cares of this world. There were other things that were competing. Other voices, other things came and took the place of the seed of the word that was coming forth. That's the distracted heart. I think the best way I can show you is in, you don't have to go there, but it's the story of Mary and Martha. You know the story. I believe it's Luke chapter 10, but we won't turn there. Just listen to me. The Bible says that while Jesus was out ministering, he comes to the house of Martha, who had a sister named Mary. And the Bible says that when Jesus went in, they invited him in. The Bible says of Mary, the younger sister, she was sitting at the master's feet, at Jesus' feet. Watch this. Listening to what he had to say. Now here's where we can learn something. Martha shows us something different. The older sister. The Bible says that while Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to what he had to say, Martha was distracted by many things. So one of them had an ear to hear. The other one did not. What I've come to tell you tonight, yes, on this Wednesday night, many of us are serving, and that's a great thing. Martha was serving, and that's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. But church, sometimes we can be serving God and not spending time with God. And see, I think the lesson there is to understand, yes, it is good to serve. It's important to serve, but we can come to the place if we're not careful. We can be distracted and we can still be serving the Lord, but not spending time with the Lord. I've been there. I'm just going to be honest. Confession is good for the soul, but it's bad for the reputation. <laughs> but we got to be real. I've been there. It's called going through the motions. 
It's a real thing. Why? Because we get distracted oftentimes. We can get distracted. We get pulled from so many different directions. We can. And church, watch what happens. When that, when that happens, we become distracted. And we can't really hear. See, I, sometimes we ask, I'm having, a tr- I'm having trouble, Pastor Manny, just really hearing the voice of God. Well, I'm helping you with that tonight. I believe Jesus even taught in this parable what to watch out for. And one of the things he taught to watch out for, don't be distracted. Because the voice of God gets choked out by all of the other things. And they can even be good things. So what I'm trying to tell you is, church, you just have to have a balance. You have to understand. You cannot be distracted by other things. Because we want to be in a position to hear God's voice. So here, I just want to tell you this. To hear God's voice, we have to turn down the volume of the world. That's just the world that we live in. We live in a very loud world. And in order to hear the voice of God, come on, we have to first turn down the volume of the world. And the last one is this. He talks about one more soil, and you know what it is. I'll close with this. He talks about the soil that falls on what? The good ground which he went on to break down and say, that's a good heart. And that's really the message tonight. You want to hear from God? It's all about the condition of our heart. God does not have a problem speaking. Oftentimes, we have a problem listening. So he ends this story, this parable, this lesson, by explaining there is another soil. That when the seed is sown, when the word of God comes forth, it falls on good soil. And he went on to say, when it falls on good soil, it's that of a noble and good heart that receives it. See, that's the question right there. Whether we receive it or not, whether we listen or not. And he ends this story by saying, that good soil, which is a picture of a good heart. It said, he said, a good and noble heart. That hears the word. Come on, like mom said it tonight. But then he went on to say, but doesn't just hear it, but he retains it. And as a result, he produces a crop. So church, he ends the story by saying, this is the picture of a prepared heart. How do I hear the voice of God? Prepare your heart. When you wake up in the morning, prepare your heart. Before you run out the door to work, prepare your heart. When you wake up in the morning, I thank you, Father, for another day. I want to listen and hear your voice today. Speak to me. Lead me today. That's what a shepherd does. He leads. And the sheep, what do they do? They listen. Listen. That's a prepared heart. We talked about tonight the contaminated heart. (laughs) I pray tonight 
that if there's anything, anything, whether you are 9 or 99, I'm so glad you came tonight. And if you would just be honest, there's some things, Pastor Manny, I'm struggling with, I'm dealing with. And it's not getting any better. Can I help you with that? There could be some things there that aren't supposed to be there. And you know what they are. All you have to do is confess that, pinpoint that, acknowledge that, and say, here I am, Father. Forgive me. So what are the keys, real quickly, to the right heart, the good heart, a prepared heart? Simply repent, a repentive heart. Forgive me. Isn't that awesome? When you ask him to forgive you, he does. When you ask him, like David, oh, what did David say? Give me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. That's a good heart. David wasn't perfect, but he was passionate. He got his heart right with God. Forgive me, cleanse me. Created me a, what did he say? A clean heart. That's somebody's word tonight. He wants to clean you up. All you have to do is acknowledge where you've been in error and just say, Father, forgive me. There's nothing more beautiful than that. And the Bible says he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Who do you need to forgive tonight? If that's you, I'm just walking you down these conditions of our heart to make sure we we have a heart that is in a right place to hear from God. God has so much for you. The shepherd wants to lead you to that place, come on, of green pasture, of blessing, by just simply following his voice. For some of us, we just need to go deeper. We just need to go deeper. We need to commit our lives anew to the Lord, just saying, I'm just really had enough of the shallow living, and I'm ready to go all in. When we have that kind of a heart for God, you know what he does? He takes that and begins to develop us and mature us. Come on, we don't get there overnight. We all had to start somewhere. But I heard... Somebody say that Billy Graham even said during his ministry that he was convinced that 75% of people who attend church, this was a few years ago, but I think it still holds true for today. 75% of people who attend church on a regular basis stay the same spiritually. Don't let that be us. I don't believe we have that kind of a church because we're teaching you To not just come to church to hear God, but we want to teach you how to hear God for yourself. How to hear God. And it all comes down to where is our heart tonight. And for those that may, can relate and identify, I'm just pulled in all different directions tonight. Well, I'm so glad you came, maybe watching online. What do you do with that? You just got to refocus, recalibrate. If we have to repent, we repent. But for some of us, we just need to refocus, recalibrate. And when we do that, church, 
we put ourselves in a position where we can hear God. And we just say, you know what? I got to refocus. I got to make God a priority again. I'm getting too busy. Not spending time with God. Not hearing from God. Not spending time with the Lord. Well, that's just maybe that we're just being pulled in too many different directions. So what do we do? We just refocus. So that we can have that kind of a heart. To hear from God. Would you just say this with me? Say, Lord, speak to me clearly. I thank you, Lord, for speaking to me tonight. Thank you, Father, for renewing a right heart in me. In Jesus' name, I leave tonight cleansed, forgiven, focused, renewed in Jesus' name. Amen.